Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, minor Darman and Harem, Monsieur and Madame. Welcome to the Den, dear listeners. After quite a tumultuous week, even by Millwall standards, it's been um, been hectic, hasn't it? Um, we, you join me here today for the visit of Rotherham in the Championship. A bit of a six-pointer after all the mayhem and excitement of last week's glorious victory over Everton in the FA Cup. And then obviously the media fallout from one silly chant in the... Um, in the East Upper. Um, and incidentally, I'm just looking across at the East Upper as I uh, record these these thoughts, these muses, to you, and the back two rows have been closed down. Um, there was also a preliminary video uh, on the big screen about the um, the perils of, of, of racism and, and racist comment, which um, I endorse. I think most of us will endorse. I hope we will. And if you don't endorse it, well, just use your head, as I, as I posted on Twitter. Anyway, enough of the lectures already. Today's visit is a relegation six points. I don't think we're um, quite in the relegation zone now. We have a, a, a reasonable buffer between us and the bottom three. And a win today will certainly give us a nice warm a duvet of comfort to wrap ourselves around in the cold even, uh, winter's air. Nice sunny day here at the Den. A little bit of blue sky, a little bit of white clouds. A bit of a breeze, the flags standing proud and erect in the, in the breeze. And... Um, well, decent crowd in the circumstances, in good voice, as you can hear behind me. Rotherham wearing a kind of Brazil, lightweight kind of Brazil, um, yellow and blue sleeves, uh, sky blue sleeves affair. Mill obviously in their, their traditional dark blue and white. I have no team news for you because I've come totally unprepped after doing last night's Love Sport radio show, which was a bit of a 
you know, um, weighing up of, of dilemmas, whether we did it or not, we did do it because I want to thank personally the fair comment and support of Aaron Paul, our, our host on that station. Um, we've had crossed swords, shall we say, with other uh, talk show hosts on the station who shall remain nameless on, on this channel. No, fuck it, why not? We're, we're going to name Patrick Christis, who does their afternoon show and their drive time host, Brian Moore, the ex-England rugby uh, player who um, attracted the attention of, uh, of the Twitterati, the middle Twitterati, last night. There we are. I think I'll leave it there. I think I've, I've said all that I can say on the subject, and um, it's good to get back to the football, in all honesty. Now, today is a very annoying fixture for me, because I'm going to have to go early today, so I've got to go to Heathrow for a, a familial pickup. Uh, people returning from far away, so I'm going to have to go probably about on the 70-minute mark, 75-minute mark. But anyway, um, one must do one's familial duty. So um, I'm going to apologise in advance for cutting out on you halfway through the second half, probably. And then we'll get a post-match um, roundup from Michael Avery, and I'm going to hope and pray that there are no late, late events in the game. Achtung, Mailball. This is a Memorial Day, um, both teams lining up in the centre circle. It's Memorial Day, remembering the members of the Mill family. I'm seeing names Reg Anker, Dave Anderson, Frank Bat, Andy Backmore, Corporal Bill Blackburn, Ron Bowdery, George Andrews, Tom Appleton, uh, Michael Kane, Jane Castle, Nicky Cook, Gary Brown, Les Brown, John Bryant, Dick Carroll. Um, so they go fast, so not all of them. Jimmy Driscoll, Dennis Donahue, Andre Dagerman, Reggie Day, John Hills, Fred Hester, uh, Ray Moody, Sid Matthews, Clive May MBE, uh, Derek McCourt, Francis Hodge, Alan Kingdon, uh, James Rantel, Andy Petty, Sophie Powell, Jason Pallett, Kate O'Hanlon, Roy Richards, Tracy Neald, Paul Robinson, uh, Barry Russell, Nancy Sargent, Jeffrey Speck, George Stammers, Ted Veal, uh, Charles Walcott, Stephen Wright, Brian Yates, Bill Whedon, Don Wells, Peter Williams, Philip Williamson, June Woods. And I apologise to everyone, I didn't have time to mention there, I really am sorry. The, uh, the screens moved too quickly for me, I had to go for it quite fast and hard there. Apologies for that to those um, whose loved ones I didn't get a chance to name check on that. I hope I captured most of them, however. So in accordance with the Mill Act 1873 and English common law legislation since time immemorial, we will be kicking off attacking the away end. Rotherham will be attacking the, the Coldblow Lane end in the first half. So your Mill team, there's Jill Marches in goal I see, there's Jake Cooper out there, there's Sean Hutchinson. There is um, Marlon Romeo, Murray Wallace, hero of last week's fantastic win. Midfield looks like Sean Williams, Lendog, Ryan Leonard, Ben Marshall. Up front we have uh, oh, Ben Thompson's in there, there's, uh, there's Lee Gregory and Jay, uh, Jed Wallace. I think I've named them all. Again, if I've missed any players, I apologise to them too. I've done zero prep. You, you don't like it when I do prep. I know you, you, you think you're listening to a professional podcast. You're listening to an amateur hour fanzine, so zero prep. So apologies, also my eyesight's getting worse as I'm getting older. Early punt forwards from the lines on uh, 30 seconds, trying to seek out a gap in the Rotherham defence. Um, some statistic, we haven't beaten Rotherham here in donkey's years, so, um, and we haven't won in four, I think it is, I saw on, on, on Twitter. So it's all set up for uh, an afternoon's disappointment, I dare say, but, um, it's, it's open to the best. There's a poor kick out from the Rotherham goalkeeper dressed all in orange. 
Ben Thompson takes on the chest and draws the foul from behind. That was very nicely worked. It's quickly taken on the one minute mark. This is Marlon on the right hand side. Pitch looks a little bit um, rough in patches down there. We spoke about that last week versus Everton. Um, it looks like it's a little bit worse. A nice one to Ben Marshall. This is Wallace into the middle. That's across the face of the goal of everyone's head. It falls now to Murray Wallace. Gets clattered. Appeals to a penalty. This is Ben Marshall. He floats a shot into the. Hits the top of the crossbar. Shot from just outside the penalty from Ben Marshall. Floated shot onto the top of the crossbar. Goal kick for, for Rotherham. Early chance for the Lions. One and a half minutes. Here come the Lions again. Football ball behind the Rotherham defence. The, the Millers, of course, from South Yorkshire. And the New York Stadium. Fantastic name for a stadium, New York. Sounds like it should be in the Bronx or uh, hosting the. The Jets or the Giants or somebody. Lions, of course, drew AFC Wimbledon in the fifth round of the FA Cup after that fantastic win last week against Everton. Last uh, late late goal, 94th minute goal, of course, for Murray Wallace and from the free kick on the right. This is Everton just break uh, Everton. Fixated on fucking Everton, dear listeners. This is Rotherham breaking down our right. Four minutes. They concede a throw into the Lions. Um, yeah, so we've drawn AFC Wimbledon, which um, scramble and scrummage for tickets for that's going to be. Something to behold. I think it's about 600 tickets available at their small Kings Meadow ground, which was formerly the home of Kingstonian when that uh, club existed in non-league. Nowadays, AFC Wimbledon. So there won't be many Lions fans at all at that game, and it's not on the telly either. Just to add uh, added, um, you know, salt to the wound. So wish everyone good luck in trying to get a ticket for that one. And the quarterfinals beckon if we can get past the the, the Wombles, of course. And, um, well, a cup run will be a much-needed tonic for what's been a fairly average season. And as we saw last week, the, the sheer electricity at home to Everton, the atmosphere was incredible. Those of you if you listen to my podcast will have a touch of that. Um, there's a great forward now. This is Ben Thompson coming down the left. He gets pushed again from the five. Nothing given from the referee. To howls of protest by the, by the Lions fans. There's a long ball forwards. Murray's under pressure and he will get a chance to clear it and does. Um, incidentally, I, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, asked if I could leave the crowd atmosphere longer um, because he, he felt that maybe some of the um, crowd atmosphere noise in the podcast versus Everton was cut short. Um, I have to apologise, I'm not using my regular voice recorder at the moment because that's, that's gone, gone on a fast overseas trip. So I'm actually using my little um, Lavalier mic. Which um, just it just distorts the noise was so loud at certain very high levels of noise. This this little thing will will distort. Oh, it's it's great for a game like today, of course, as you can hear a little distortion on this. But it gets into like a feedback and um, it just distorts. So I had to cut it on in a cut on occasion. So I do take your point. Um, I can't remember your name who posted that, but um, I do, and I do do my best. But at the moment I'm just working with um, an emergency emergency mic. More than good enough for your average football match, but such was the noise against Everton that um, you could barely hear each other speak when you're standing next to your your, your colleagues in the stadium. So um, there we are. The, the limits of technology were reached. It's a pass back under Lee Gregory's attention to the, the uh, orange-clad one. He, he hoofs it clear. So, yeah, so a week, a week of controversy. I don't know if anyone tuned into Talk Sports, the the cursed name of TalkSport Radio on Monday morning. They, they had a, what was little more than a, a radio version of Trial by Radio, Kangaroo Court, you could call it, where our, our chief exec, Steve Cavanaugh, was bounced with by Jim White, the, um, the rather supercilious um, 
Deadline Day merchant, Sky TV merchant. Also does a, a talk sport radio show. And I thought Steve handled himself with, with aplomb there in, in very unfair circumstances. Nothing that Mill could have said to that particular talk show, talk show host, and I'm choosing my words carefully, is ever going to be good enough. So, yeah, cursed be the name of Jim White. Um, some very unfortunate comments by Joe Amphlett, and I know Joe. Um, he uh, used to work on the Lions Live podcast, and now does the No One Likes Us Talking podcast. Um, advocating changing our, our name, club of our, you know, name of our club. Um, very unfortunate, very unfortunate um, choice. I, I do hope that Joe comes out and says, you know, that it was it was an error, and um, that things can return back to normal for him. So I do I do know that he's a he's a good Mill fan. So um, unwise comments, but there we are. Ten minutes, no no great action so far. The big screen's got a strange kind of. Um, Double, double blur vision. It's almost like when you look at a, a 3D cinema screen without your glasses on. I don't know if you've ever done that. It all looks a little bit um, kind of red and green, double, double blurred vision-y at the moment. So um, if anyone's listening from the club or ADL.TV, there's something wrong with it. And this is broadcasting in 3D, of course. Wouldn't that be a hoot if they were broadcasting the, um, the screen inside the stadium in three-dimensional television when you've actually got the three-dimensional real thing in front of you? It's like... Pop will, will eat itself on it at a certain certain point. Fifteen minutes, dear listeners. Not an awful lot to to report, in all honesty. Hence my musings and you know the highways and byways of my mind, the, the beach comb of my thought process. Long ball forwards here. Aimless long ball forwards, sadly. Rather than recover. Poor kick out from Joel Marsh. The crowd straight onto his case for that. He puts it into midfield and rocks straight to Rotherham. There it was almost. Worse than that. That's going to run through harmlessly again, thankfully. Thankfully. Those players who played so well last Saturday, which would include obviously Ryan Tunnicliffe and Aidan O'Brien, amongst others, probably pretty much a second string choice in some respects, given that Marshall and, and Thompson have come straight back into the side. They will feel hard done by, given the level of performance they put in, but I do think it was the right call. That's over hit for, for Lee Gregory. He's going to go for a goal kick on 16 minutes. The uh, performance that this outfit put in at Middlesbrough more than justified the, the changes, given that we, as someone posted quite rightly on Twitter, are in the business of winning football matches. Isn't that the name of the game? Incidentally, big thank you to those who have posted kind comments on the Apple um, podcast feed and given me four stars out of five. And it comes from Ben Marshall. That's headed over. Um, appeals for... A, a penalty there, I think it was Jed, uh, Jake Cooper pulled, he's showing the referee's shirt, which was clearly yanked, now it has a rip in it, a bit like a, a James T. Kirk style rip, I don't know if anyone remembers when Jim Kirk had a fight in Star Trek, he had like a strategic rip, didn't he, that showed off um, what, he, what was that in a six pack for him, or perhaps a 12 pack, even in those old, old days, as it is going to be a right sided corner, it's going to be Sean Williams that takes, he floats it into the near post, it's across the face of the Rotherham goal and, and, and cleared back into the, the middle from Marlon Romeo that's going to be a corner on the right side 18, 19 minutes the Lions pressure first time in the game <coughs> ball into the middle there's headed over from close by Jake Cooper real chance there he just probably got underneath it rather than the ball went high over the bar first real chance for the Lions I would say 19 minutes ticking towards 20 Rather a quiet deadline day, that, that artificial sky fest with the, uh, the devil incarnate, Jim White, hosting it. 
but a rather a quiet one for the Lions. There was talk of Rudy Gested of uh, Middlesbrough coming here on loan, but that never worked out, so um, he has left to stick to the old uh, photocopying. Wasn't that a, Gestetna, was that not a photocopier? My mum used to work the Gestetna. She was talking about the Gestetna, a mysterious machine. I think, actually, it wasn't a photocopier. It was like a, an early form of photocopier. It was like a print, um, hand-pulled print thing. It wasn't quite Caxton you know, the first Bible or that kind, but it, was, it, it wasn't far related to it, a Gestetna. So anyway, Rudy Gestetna didn't come to the den, so it's a bit of a non-story, akin to small earthquake in Peru, no one injured. Otherwise, I suppose you could argue that not losing any players was a, a decent deadline day for the Lions. Good tackle there by Ryan Leonard. Applause from the crowd. This crowd will always applaud a good, solid tackle. And in fact, he's won a mill throwing, just to add uh, sprinkle salt on those chips been a disappointing half of football so far I, I guess you're not going to get much else Rotherham one of the um, lower hitters in, 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 a, in a league of big hitters relegation haunted Rotherham like we are on relegation bothered Millwall and it's been a scrappy affair, scrappy affair. just sitting here thinking there was all sorts of um, paranoid conspiracy theories of uh, undercover journalists sitting with wired for sound in the den today, hoping to record racist or, you know, kind of uh, Mein Kampf being read out, or perhaps the uh, protocols of the Elder of, Z of Zion, something of that order, um, from, the, from the gutter press. And there's talking being in the crowd, wired up. And I'm, here, I'm just thinking, so here I'm sitting speaking to my Lavalier mic, looking like I'm wired up. So um, I dice with death for you. I, I, risk is my business. This is Ben Marshall on the edge of the D. He's running the wrong way. Unfortunately, there's a side break forwards. Now this is Marlon on the right side. 25, 26 minutes into the middle towards Ben Thompson. That's going to go for a goal kick. Yeah, just going to thank you for the Apple podcast um, reviews and the kind words, by the way, for those that have given us good markings and kind reviews on there. Always welcome. Do visit Apple if you can do, and do give us reviews, nice ones, preferably. Um, if you've got a bad one, then I suppose don't bother, but... Um, they do they do help keep the show um, up the ratings um, I don't think we're going to trouble this year's football blogging awards they've got an email in the week from the Football Supporters Federation this year's football supporter um, awards are being sponsored by MITRE the football manufacturers and there's a whole host of awards things you could never think of one of which is best podcast but they're normally hemmed in by the, the Gunners and the Anfield Raps and the uh, you know uh, the Guardians and all that malarkey so I don't think um, Achtung Millwall will be troubling that particular league table, but do, do give it a vote if you feel motivated at any stage. I, I don't. Um, I'm going to go showbiz now. I'm going to go a bit poncy. You know, awards aren't in it. I'm, I'm here for the art, really, darling. I'm not in it for the awards, but I, do, I wouldn't mind it if I did get one. Interesting number of free kicks we're drawing with Ben Marshall. He's um, clearly a creative, known as a creative, and um, he holds the ball well. And these these limited defenders are touching him and he's drawing a free kick that's a couple of times that's happened in this, this game so far a little bit of um, intricate jigsaw style passing but that's just as I said that Sean Williams puts it into touch into a goal kick rather just to damn my, my eyes damn your eyes it's a middle free kick I suppose if one were you to use an art gallery metaphor you know, in, a, in, a, in a sea of Michelangelo's Caravaggio's Botticelli's um, this will be like a colour by numbers um, type game today but we're still in it and as scuffly and as grim as it has been so far 33, 34 minutes 
you want to be on the winning side of these kind of scuffles, don't you, dear listeners? If you can. Ball chipped forward from Marlon towards Ryan Leonard. The ball does fall to Ben Thompson on 34 minutes. Ryan's pressing forwards here. Jed trying to work some after-shoot. Ben, he does indeed. He's on the break forwards on the right side. He gets tackled at the last there. There's a good tackle. The ball floats into the middle. That's put behind by a corner by the sixth cross from Ben Thompson in the event. A little break there. Another little moment of danger. Jed is very much the, um, the instigator of anything creative on that right side, as we would expect. 35 minutes, right side corner. Williams takes on the right side. In comes the corner. It's into the mix. That's headed over from close. Off the top of Cooper's head. I don't think he had any direction on it. 35 and a half minutes. 37 minutes. It's, um, it's been a, a fairly um, turgid affair so far, dear listeners. Sad to say, but um, after the... You know, the electricity of that game last week is never, probably never going to match that. But it has been a disappointing drab game so far. 38 minutes, mill free kick just inside our half, left side. It's going to be Murray. Cooper's gone forwards. Will be our main target. Huge hit forwards towards Jake Cooper. He's trying to get towards it. It falls to Marlon, who catches it on the volley. That's a dipping shot taken well enough by the goalkeeper. Um, didn't trouble him too much, straight into the pit of his belly, but it was a nice, nice to see a shot on goal from Marlon Romeo on the volley there. Catches it nicely, actually, and it's straight in the middle, really. If it had been either side of him, it might have been more dangerous. 39 minutes. It's going to be the last action of the first half. It's a Rotherham free kick, just um, on the right side, about halfway inside their middle half. There's going to be a chance for them to put the ball into the, into the mix. No, Lions do need to be on their guard. This will be the last... Uh, seconds of, of, of uh, the first half's play so we just need to keep it tight here in it comes, it's deep, it's deep, it's deep and Mark Archer does take it he's balked and referee blows for half time as he dropped it so there we are, uh, Millwall nil, Rotherham nil, that wasn't exactly a footballing extravaganza as you can probably tell from the um, musings and the, the way you know, the off, offbeat comment from the first half, um, spring to mind Jake Cooper's header over the bar um, we hit the crossbar from uh, Ben Marshall and um, Marlon Romeo's volley, otherwise not an awful lot of goal mouth action to report for the Lions at half-time, nil-nil. So second half, dear listeners, Lions lining up to attack the cold blow lane end in the second period after a rather turgid half of football in the first. I must, must say it wasn't... Um, all that exciting. The Rotherham players have a, a strange pre-match warm-up, but they go into the centre circle and expand out, fan out, much to the amusement of the crowd. Well, away we go, dear listeners. I'm going to have to leave around about um, 22, 5, quarter 5, so I'm hoping that we get this game nicely wrapped up by the latter stages of the game. That's what I'm hoping for with no late nail-biting finishes that I have to listen to in my car driving westwards after today's proceedings. I think it's the first time I've had to do this on a, a podcast. I'm just trying to think back to... I've missed kickoffs. I think I've had a technical fold-up once where they uh, didn't record for various um, you know, Keystone Cop-style reasons. But I don't think I've ever actually had to leave a, a game whilst I've been doing the show, which is upwards of five years now, if you can believe it. Um, leave it early, but anyway, I was always a first in, in all, all things, you know. Why'd you get so itchy over missing kickoffs? 
do you get itchy missing, missing kickoffs and missing the end of the game? I, I do. I never understand people that leave football matches early, um, other than obviously for enforced reasons such as picking up family members from, from the airport. But I'll never understand why you've got to catch that early bus or get that seat on the train and miss out in the last five minutes of the, of the uh, theatre that you've paid to watch. Rotherham very much set up to um, kill the game and I would imagine look to nick it with a, one, the one chance that might come their way during the course of 90 minutes and who can blame them for that, that set up, they're in trouble and um, Jez just released possession there as I was saying that although their passing appears to be as sloppy as, as some of Millwall's today and we win it back Lee Gregory goes down under pressure, 49 minutes free kick a little bit of um, handbags, nothing worth the note near the centre circle there. Sun glinting on the docker stand in the late afternoon. The weak winter sun illuminating the back rows, the controversial back rows of the uh, East Upper docker stand. Floodlights illuminating the pitch now, increasingly. Launched into touch there by Marlon. It's going to be a long one. Rotherham player drawing the ball on his shirt. In it comes, into the middle. That's on straight onto the head of Jake Cooper. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Back into the mix. It's bouncing around. The five catches it on the volley high over the bar. Little moment of panic. If that had been on target, we would have been in trouble. But uh, as it is, it'll be a point after touchdown in American football. 51 minutes. Mill Crowd doing its best to try and get some inspiration into the legs of the, of the Lions this afternoon. It's been a pretty dull affair so far. We're talking about, what, 53 minutes now? Nothing in the second half to report. After the Lord Mayor's show, someone posted on Twitch. I think that's probably right after, you know, the uh, compulsion of last Saturday night. But the crowd doing its best. Nice to hear that. Little break now as Rotherham through on goal. 
great save from the 24 by Joel Narcher. There's a little bit of a defensive uh, mishap there. They do retain possession. That ball into the near post. Cooper clears. That was the first real chance for Rotherham. Fell to the 24 after a bit of um, chewing and throwing between Hutchinson and Cooper. Um, shot on goal was nicely saved by Joel Narcher. 54 minutes. Right-sided corner for Rotherham. First moment of danger from the visitors today. So it's going to be a throw-in. Do, do uh, apologise. First moment of danger from the away team all afternoon. There's another chance to lob it into the middle. Let's hope the uh, middle defence has not been spooked by that momentary lapse there. That's into the middle. Archer calms and takes. Off the line. He spilled it. It balls a little bit of an off there. There's fisticuffs. Fisticuffs in the middle of it. A full-scale brawl going on now. Archer spilled the ball. He's bouncing around. Loose for a moment. He dived onto the ball. The Reverend Bear was coming in. And the rest, as they say, was a, was a scuffle. He's, he's down and staying down. What's the referee going to do here? He's got to consult his lines. But he got, there was a melee. Archer still on the floor. 55 minutes. Referee sending everyone away. Archer's still down, which is worrying. He took the ball and he, 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 he dropped it initially, he then fell on it when it was loose. Um, Rotherham player coming in, looks like he's caught him. He's turned, uh, the trainer's turned him round now. Then there was the melee. He's not, not sure you can pick and choose from anyone from the melee. It was um, arms and legs, a bit like one of Andy Capp's old um, street brawls. Anyone that remembers the Daily Mirror cartoon Andy Capp will remember how there would often be a domestic with like a cloud of smoke with arms and fists sticking out of it. He's having a word with one of the Rotherham forwards here, I think. But it's, it's, got, it's a yellow card. Yellow card for the, uh, the, 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 the six. A little bit of drama, 57 minutes. First bit of excitement, really, all afternoon was that melee. Harry Warren posts um, the most ridiculous decision he's ever seen. That was a, he said it was a kick in the head on Jordan Archer, and uh, the player got a, a yellow card rather than a red there. I, I didn't see the kick. Too much um, confusion from my side of things. Halfway through the second half, there's been a little bit more pr uh, pressure from Rotherham in recent minutes. Still not been a tremendous game to watch, that's for sure. But at the moment, um, the Lions are on the, no, not quite the break. The Jed has to put that forwards. Can Gregory chase it down? He, he, he can, but it's cleared. So, yeah, halfway through the second half, um, the game's still in the balance. Poor ball out there for touch, as you can hear behind me, dear listeners. Ball breaks. This is Jed Wallace down the middle. He's got Lee Gregory, little indulgent there. Ran straight into the defender. Falls now to Ryan Leonard. Plays it out leftwards. Good ball. This is Ben Marshall attacking down the left side. Into the penalty area. What can he do? He cro into the first defender again. A lot of our crossing on that on both sides, in fairness, has hit the first defender. So we go for a throw-in on the left side. 71 minutes. Crowd have got excited. That little threat there from, from Millwall. Cross now from Marshall in from the left. That's into the danger zone and cleared by the, the Rotherham defence. This is Rotherham pressing forwards. Last bit of action before I have to close down today's live stream of consciousness, for which I apologise profusely. 
I'm going to see how this, this pans out. It's going to go for a throw into to Rotherham over on the far side. 75 minutes. I'm going to have to call it quits there, dear listeners. Um, we'll be back at the, after, after this break with um, a post-match roundup from Michael Avery. Then I'll come back with my um, Sunday morning nightmare thoughts tomorrow morning. So um, thank you for, for, for staying with us. Apologies for closing out early. 75 minutes on the stadium clock, but we'll be back after these messages. So it's full time at the Den and in the 90th minute it ends at Millwall nil, Rotherham United nil. I have to say that is an absolutely dire performance by the Lions today. Um, typical Millwall performance against sides who are expected to beat. Opening 10 minutes, better side. Looked like we could, uh, you know, really put a bit of daylight between us and the opposition. Come to half time, nil nil. Not many chances at all to speak of, but again, we were the better side. And then the second half, we just pressed the uh, sort of implode button, really. Allowed Rotherham more into the game. There was a few chances that they had where we got away with slightly. But how can we not talk about the moment in the 97 millionth minute, it seemed like? Jed Wallace does superb to charge a ball, Dan, and um, puts an, an absolute beauty of a cross into Lee Gregory. But he had he had the napkin tied round his neck, knife and fork ready. It was on the plate for him. So Mary puts it wide. Final whistle goes. The game ends nil-nil. Come your lines, but we've got to do better than that. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to the Sunday morning nightmare. Big thank you to Michael Avery for those post-match thoughts. I had to leave early, as, as uh, I said a few times in in live stream. Um, what do we say about that poor performance yesterday? Um, Neil Harris, speaking to the press post-match, described it as after the Lord Mayor's show. I think that's probably about right. Um, very flat performance, in, in all honesty. I know there was a last-minute chance which fell to Lee Gregory. I've seen the video footage on on, on uh, social media today and yes certainly that should have been a goal that should have been one naught to Millwall and that should have been a nice um, comfort blanket um, of, of of a gap between us and, and the bottom three. As it is there's a there's a five point gap at the moment I'm just looking at the league table so 30 points for Millwall in 20th position Reading in the third danger spot on 25 so um, what's that? That's two wins and a draw between us and the bottom three. So not bad, um, you know. If, you, if you're looking at it in the real politique of uh, Championship football, a nil-nil draw against a relegation rival, um, maintaining the status quo, and I'm not talking about Francis Rossi or Rick Parfit there, um, is is not a bad outcome. Equally, it wasn't exactly exciting, fair to watch. Thin gruel, I heard it described as on um, BBC Radio London as I was driving away. And I can't argue with that. Um, it's it's one of those games where you can leave 15 minutes early and really not miss very much. So, yeah, all in all, um, it's a point. And I think all we can do is move along from that. Just looking at Twitter, there's a, there's a, um, a GIF. No, it's not a GIF. It's actually a little short video posted by... Jake Sanders, um, asking how on earth Richard Wood, the, the Rotherham Six, was not sent off for the challenge on, on Jordan Archer in, in the first half. Um, it's kind of got like an endless loop, um, Groundhog Day 
aspect to this video. It goes round and round and round. And each time you see Jordan Archer going down for a loose ball and then the six coming in high whilst he's on the ground, almost a stamp straight onto him. And um, a couple of uh, comments here. The Griffin um, says that was a lot worse than I thought in real time. I didn't really catch that that challenge in real time. There was a um, player which on, on the other side which kind of obstructed me. I saw him coming in, but I didn't appreciate, like the Griffin, just how um, reckless a challenge that was. Should have been a red card. Neil Harris says that on... Um, you know, on the news at Den, and as mum to Jasic says, I agree, it's just disgraceful, and he did later on in the game, apparently, um, missed, missed that much, um, difficult to comment on the game overall, it was pretty turgid stuff, let's be quite honest, um, not many talking points, a couple of chances, a few chances in the first half, um, when Neil Harris um, describes us as being our best, God help us if that's our uh, our best in that first half, um, let's use his exact words because I'm misquoting him there. Um, he, he says um, the uh, the challenge was a big moment in the game. They played a black five and a centre half in midfield. It can change the complexion of the game with 20, 25 minutes to go. Um, talking about the, um, the the first half, he says first half we played some really good stuff. Now I uh, we looked at our best perhaps in the first half, but that isn't saying very much for me. Uh, against difficult opponents to play against. Now this is this is a thing, because Rotherham really did come set up for the point. Anyone who was there yesterday, were you there yesterday, dear listener? Um, if you had have been in the freezing cold afternoon, you'd have seen the the kind of classic northern big lump side that's come to town to go away home with a point, which they succeeded in. From their point of view, that would have been a successful you know, outing, and um, maybe they could have nicked it on occasion. They, they had a little spell in the second half where they put some pressure on us a little bit, um, and they would regard that as a good afternoon's work. Um, Neil Harris says we were disappointing in the in the second half, not brave enough with the ball. And I'll make him right on that front. Now, um, we went 4-4-2 four, four, more once Morrison came into the, into the fray, um, and then there was the last-minute chance, which I've only seen on on um, video. Which yes, that really should have been put away, Lee Gregory. And I know that you're our club top scorer, but um, and there's talk of other clubs being interested. But those are the uh, chances that separate the real um, goal sniffers from you know championship level players. And um, I'll leave that there. One or two post-match um, Twitter comments, which I'll go through because we need to look at the, the humorous side of it. And if you ever want the humor, get on your, get onto Twitter and check out Bermondsey Boy sixty eight, um, who claims that Oscar Pistorius could kick a ball better than Jordan Archer. I think he might have had more of a chance with that last minute goal too. Uh, that last minute chance, Bermondsey Boy. Um, so yeah, Oscar Pistorius can kick a ball better than Jordan Archer. Um, one or two replies, um, he can shoot better than Morrison, says uh, David Embleton, and he can shoot straighter, says Deacon Paul Connolly, um, digging out um, Jordan Archer and Steve Morrison to a degree. I like this succinct Carly Warren, Carly Warren, I, I like this comment, Carly. What a shit game, I think that does sum up the whole afternoon. Proper frustrating, says play DJ, not much more you can really say about the game. In all honesty, is it, you tried doing a podcast with that as a as your basis for comment. Um, this is Millwall. Another good um, Twitter feed. This is Millwall. It says only at Millwall could you feel more confident about beating Everton 
than you do about Rotherham, very true. Next up, Jamie Pryor, very good feed. I don't see I'm only selecting the very best of the Twitterati here. Jamie Pryor does the alternative com- uh, commentary, comedies, commentary. Um, now he says Ben Thompson was good at Borough, but he's feeling for Ryan Tunnicliffe, who has been hard done by. Uh, was immense against Everton. Same for Fergie. Must win. I mean, I think that's that's a good point. I I don't think the call to change the team was a was a the wrong one. I said as much before the start of yesterday's game, and you know, yeah, I probably would have done the same as Neil Harris. In, in honestly, what would you have done, dear listener? Would you have changed that winning team? The classic cliche in football is you do not change a winning team. But that was our second string, to a degree, our second string 11 last week against the Evertonians. But there you go, the old wives' tales that do not change a football team when it's winning probably um, is, is well illustrated. Luke Stellard replying to, to Jamie says he thought last week was Aidan O'Brien's best game in a mill shirt as well. Um, spot on, says Matt Barish, that comment, at least when Tunnicliffe plays, we win, we win some tackles in midfield. I can That sound you can hear rumbling in the distance is Harry down in Hornchurch um, quaking in his boots at this at this kind of talk um, and Matty Bennett agrees again not much between them two Tunney was brilliant against Blackburn and Everton brilliant Harry brilliant um, harsh dropping him today says Matty Bennett um, I, don't, I don't have any strong um, views on that um, I thought that Tunnicliffe was all right against Everton. I'm not sure I'll be using the word brilliant, but it was a team. It was a team performance there. So <clears throat> I'm not a lover of of, of Ryan Tunnicliffe. I like the four three three turnout. I think it struggled yesterday against a team that clearly set up to um, to frustrate, and they certainly did that all right. So we're going to close out now with this little piece that I did last night on the Drive um, Time Results Show for Love Sport Radio. Um, I've had my run-ins with one or two presenters on Love Sport Radio. I will not assist, aid or abet Patrick Christis or Brian Moore. They can jump in the sea, go forth and multiply, fuck off, basically, as far as I'm concerned when it comes to Mill comment. But um, other presenters on the show and, and indeed Aaron Paul, our host, and those that help and assist our show, I've been very fair, and fairness is all we seek as Millwall fans. Fair comment, not biased comment. So um, I'm going to close out this week's show with um, my comment last night on the um, the Drive Time Results show, and um, we'll be back next week with our usual radio station show, and I hope an Achtung Millwall. So thank you for listening, dear listeners. It's been a tough old game to review. Um, but there we are. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles. So Arriva Dirty Millwall. Achtung, Millwall. Back to the phones. We have now got Nick Hart from the Achtung Millwall podcast to reflect on Millwall's performance today. Nil uh, nil against Rotherham for the Lions. Hello, Nick. Hello, James. Hello, Richard. How are you doing? Yeah, good, matey. Now, listen, this is the third nil-nil that we've had on the uh, on the line <laughs> and, and roundups today. The other two have not been entertaining ones. Can you tell us uh, any better well, from this, the den? This ought to be the quickest of the bunch because it's probably the least entertaining of the group, I'm afraid. Really? It really, it was quite a, quite a turgid affair today. Um, late, late chance that Lee Gregory should have taken almost at the death of the game, but... Um, a few chances, a little bit of puff and puff by Millwall. Um, Rotherham have come set up for the point, and I suppose they will go away 
you know, well pleased with, with, with the draw. But um, no, it was it was a tough, hard watch in tough, hard conditions. Quite cold by the end of the afternoon. So it was one of those games, I'm afraid, chaps. Not not much to uh, to entertain the listeners with. No, you touched on that chance. I actually did uh, just watch the footage of that chance. It was yeah. a fantastic ball come across. And it looks like he's just going to... It looks like it's an open goal, effectively, but obviously can't quite yeah, make the yeah. contact. Was the most important thing today, and I know after the massive highs of beating Everton, was the most important yeah. thing today that Millwall didn't lose? Because, of course, with Rotherham being there or thereabouts, it was something of a six-pointer. Was that the most important thing, that Millwall didn't lose? Yeah, I suppose looked at in the cold light of day, you're, you're right. Um, it would have been... So much better to have taken those, you know, that six pointers as, it, as you rightly put it. So um, we, we had our chances, made a few chances in the first half. Um, I remember the top of the crossbar being hit from distance. I think it was Ben Marshall, a couple of Jake Cooper headers that went close. Um, but unfortunately, you've got to take your chances, boys. You know, and when, and when you get those opportunities in the last moments of the game, and you can settle uh, or at least put a bit of comfort in a, in a, a tough season, and you miss. It's, um, you know, these things come back to haunt you at a certain stage. But you're right, not losing was probably the primary um, primary uh, thing for today, anyway. Uh, what Nick, what have you been up to? I can hear the uh, blue lights in the background. <laughs> <laughs> They're chasing language. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, listen, matey, looking at the positives uh, with the current run of form, of course, now Millwall have only lost one of the last eight in all competitions. It feels like they've turned a corner and I guess now looking forward, you're hoping that momentum can build for the second half of the season, similar to what it did last season, maybe not to the same extent, but is, is there a lot of optimism around the squad now? There's more optimism. I think we, we ought to be able to survive with the, the, uh, the 11 that started today. They've set up in a 4-3-3. Lee Gregory up front and uh, Jed Wallace and Ben Marshall working alongside him. Um, probably better suited to away from home rather than at home because I, I do think we, we struggle when we were trying to unpick the Rotherham defence today. There was a little bit of, um, you know, we had a bit of creativity on the wings with, with Wallace and Marshall. But um, I think we probably looked better away from home than at home with that set up. We win 4-4-2 towards the end with Steve Morrison coming in, but obviously his old legs are only taking so far, and you know I, I know the feeling. So um, we, we've got to um, we've got to take our chances when they come. There ought to be enough in the locker room to to survive, and that's really you know the prime object of the season. A cup run's going to be lovely if we can um, muster up um, enough to get past Wimbledon. We'll see who we draw in the in the quarterfinals if that comes to pass. So. That'll be a nice bit of icing on the cake, but certainly survival is, is number one. And um, yeah, I, I think there's enough in that squad to survive this season now. I, I do just wonder, you touched on it there, that you've got, I mean, a, gr a great draw, really, a draw that you'd certainly expect to get through and get yourselves into the quarterfinal, which would be huge for the club financially and, and of course, a, a massive day out, whoever you, you do play, providing you do get past AFC Wimbledon. The only concern is that is the distraction, the potential distraction. And looking at some of the fixtures that you've got coming up, there's, there's some tough ones. I mean, the next four in particular in the league, Swansea away, Sheffield Wednesday at home, which that, that's turned into a massive one now. Then, of course, Derby away and a strong Preston at home, Hull away, Norwich at home. You look at those six games and quite conceivably, Sheffield Wednesday, I would expect Millwall to certainly pick up something. But the other five are all very tough games. They're all tough, and it's a tough league. And, you know, we, we actually compete with, um, maybe apart from Rotherham, the only other team I can think of with the minimal resources that we can bring to bear. But 
what I would say is that Rotherham came out to defend and to kill the game and to take a point, and they would be well pleased that they achieved that. Whereas as other names you just mentioned there, well, there'll be teams looking to get three points themselves because they'll all be chasing you know, the higher positions and, and the playoffs. So um, when teams play an open game, it suits us because we, we don't have to get bogged down in, in trying to unpick the safe like we did today. So, um, yes, you're, you're, you're right. They're all, they're all going to be hard games, but um, Mill's a very strange club. We almost rise to the occasion when, when we're underdogs and um, struggle when we're the favourites. And I think there's a touch of that today. Well, thank you so much for that insight, Nick. Much appreciated. And, of course, we'll keep our eyes on Millwall, the Lions down at the Den for the rest of the season. Hopefully plenty more points on the board to come and another season with guaranteed safety in the championship. I say that last season. They threatened to make a push towards the playoffs. Achtung, Millwall. Oh, ho, Bermondsey, that's home to me. I'm longing for a moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces of the people I love. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. And how I miss the smell of the gasworks and the people I love. I've so many childhood memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse till the school kids burned it down. I'm off to Bermondsey. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.